Hi everyone and welcome back to the Gentleman's Talk. You know the score, we're here and it's Sunday evening and I'm on my reflection time. I know I absolutely devastatingly missed it last week, but I did say to you, better late than never. <clears throat> excuse me. So here I am, yeah, reflecting. <clears throat> I've had, excuse me, I've got a bit of a sore throat. Still, tying over from this bloody cold I've had for... Bloody couple of weeks now. It's, it's really annoying me. Really frustrating. It's just like little bits and bobs, you know. Um, in fact, I'm going to crank the fire up a little bit. I mean, I'm literally <clears throat> got this little gas fire and I'm just huddled around it whilst I uh, talk to you. So, yeah, I've been reflecting. It's been a bit of an odd one, actually, even in just this short space of time. I've, I think because I finished work, I've had extra time to sort of go up and down and I've had an actual absolute full-on anxiety attack this weekend, which I haven't had for a long time. Um, and I don't know. I don't know why. Um, it, it's been a bit of an, an odd one. Maybe it's my... Uh, maybe it's my mood, maybe it's where I'm at the moment, um, I don't know, uh, but it was it was certainly an unusual one, and brought out some really odd characteristics in me. Um, I say odd in the sense that they're not odd, because um, I've, I use them all the time, but in, in terms of, since I've gripped my mental health, that's where it's got, you know, it became a bit of an odd situation, that was on this weekend. But one thing I've absolutely learnt um, or been reflecting quite heavily on is communication. Um, and communication is it's, it's a really weird thing because it's really important, I think, communication in, in all forms, in all forms, absolutely. And I'm talking, you know, uh, verbally, I'm talking emotionally, and I'm talking physically. There's And that's what people don't realise is there's, there's quite a few dynamics to communication. Um, I, certainly, for instance, now, since I've, I've got a bit older, and I think also the pandemic's caused me to do this, but my, I don't like to greet people now. I used to love greeting people by shaking hands. I absolutely, it was a very strong thing. It was a very manly thing to do. It was the way I was absolutely raised. Um, like I said, my first ever job when I was 16, um, I, I went to an over-the-counter interview at this, um, at Garrison Motors in Tidworth. Uh, it was by a, this guy called Phil. Uh, I won't say his second name, GDPR and all the good stuff. Um, but Phil, he was he was my boss for for three years, and um, I went for my dad got me uh, a little tiny sort of walking with him. You know, he, he said, "What do you want to be a mechanic? Well, I'll get you a Saturday job, go and be an apprentice." And and I went to this guy and I had a chat with him. He said, "Why do you want to be it?" I said, "Oh, I want to be a mechanic because my dad's a mechanic, and I don't really know what the fuck I want to do. I'm a 16 year old boy, mate. I'd rather be shagging someone. Do you know what I mean? I'm sorry, I'm not really fucking interested in a job, but the big fella here." He's absolutely um, military, so he's you're going to get your shit together, and you're going to get your shit together now, or you're going to fucking join the army. And I'm like, Phew. it wasn't quite like that. I, I've massively over-egged that, but th it was along those lines. So, and I've been raised very well, been raised a bit old school, you know, I've been raised in, in a certain format, and, and that's probably why I don't really give a fuck in my 40s, because of the way I was raised. Um, but anyway, I went in to this spiel to, to, to this guy called Phil, and um, and just before I left, I said, well, thanks very much, sir. And I called him sir, because I, I, I always call 
anybody that that I deem to be slightly older than me, uh, or older than me in any way, not slightly, but anyone I deem to be older than me in my perception, I'll always call sir. I absolutely will, um, and and I normally save that for you know your seniors really. So, and I, and I like to think that they they like that because. They would have been probably brought up in a time where it was very much sir, and and it it sort of takes them back. I think it's a bit of respect. Um, so I do. I absolutely call people sir. But um, so I said to him, you know, thanks, sir, um, for for your time today, and shook his hand. And I've got big manly hands. I've always had massive hands, shovel hands. Anyone that knows me knows I'm fucking called Wreck It Ralph for a reason. In many forms, actually, because I I normally because I fuck shit up. Um, in terms of like fucking, I'm I'm a I'm a hammer the fucking wall down before you know anyone says gives me the go ahead type of guy. And um, yeah, so. Shook his hand, strong handshake. I've always been, I've you know, showed how to, shown how to give a good handshake, and you know, so I've always had a strong handshake. You know, you almost when I go to get a handshake, it's a full-on lock, thumb to thumb, and then grip. If if anyone grabs me with those one, those limp little fucking, uh, you know, fucking limp hands that almost feel wet, um, I I instantly get fucking angry. I I just like what the fuck, how hard is it to grip a fucking man's hand and shake it's not it's just a, a sign of respect and I, I i think a sign it's old school i know i know and, and people aren't like that but anyway i'm gonna divert and I, and I am digressing i am digressing um but that's what got me the job because it was communication it was that kind of respect communication it was clear it was precise and but one thing i've learned you know as i've like I say as i've got older um Communication really is is absolutely paramount. It's it's key to any mental health. It's key to any friendship relationship. It's whatever communication comes down to everything, and 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 it's a difficult way to interpret that as well. And 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 with regards to mental health, communication for me is a really difficult one actually. And this is where I've been reflecting openly because I absolutely bang the drum. You, you knew it was coming um, about, um, you know, about sort of being open and honest and having discussions and having chats. I always promote that, don't I? But then I've seen in, a, in, a, in, in, an, in the last three or four months where I've, I've been quite open with my mental health because I knew I was going to struggle at this time of year. It's very hard, I think, for people to understand that. The true facts are... How do you help somebody? And this is what I've been reflecting on because I've said it. I've said it very recently, actually, that I'm I'm struggling, and no one's really res- been able to respond. You know, because how do you respond to that, even as a friend? Um, you know, I, I I know I've got like I say out of, out of uh, you know one of my friends. He 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 rung me when I told him I was struggling, and he literally said to me, you know, oh yeah, brilliant. We you know, I'll come down, we'll, and that's absolutely fantastic, but how do we deal with that? That's trying to plan. We all have this communication thing that we, we absolutely talk about. And I think until you understand the parameters of what the communication means to you, you'll never really understand how to articulate that properly. Because for me, communication comes, like I said, in many forms. Physical, you know, physical communication. I mean, I one thing I absolutely struggle with is uh, communication uh, through through physicals. And I'm a very huggy, like I said before. I've I've moved away from the shaking of the hands since the pandemic, and we couldn't do it. I'm a very huggy person. I love hugging people. I think it's like a real sign of like 
fuck me, thank you for your time, thank you for spending some time with me, you're fucking amazing, and it's just less formal, so I do, I absolutely, I fucking hug everybody, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm fairly proud, I'm, I'm a good, I'm a good hugger, so, and I think it's my big manly hands, getting around, boom, squeezing people, I get, sometimes I squeeze, squeeze people a bit too fucking hard, but that's just because I like to fucking feel the strength of the man as well, you know, so, but communication through, through physical means is really important and I struggle I know for a fact that um I've had I mean I've had some sort of kind of really in-depth conversations with my wife the last couple of months um probably even more so the last couple of weeks where I've really been struggling she's known I have and the last three three or four days have been fucking terrible for her she's just kind of we talk about it quite openly now we have to because I know that I can go into this place where I can be quite verbal quite vocal and and also, I get, be, I, be, I do get very needy. I'm a very needy person. I love being touched, kissed, you know, hugged. And one thing that's the one thing that I think that we're very, very different from in that sense is she's not like that. She's very much, you know, she's she's quite content in her own company. You know, there obviously there is an element of it, but I was, I think I was, I think it's also the way that we were both raised. I think uh, if I'm going to put a, a, you know, they they often say, "Why do you feel the very needy?" And I remember a psychiatrist turning around to me and saying, "Why do you feel needy?" And I said, "I don't know. I just, I just love cuddles." And they, and they often say it's normally because of the way you were raised. Maybe you were deprived of um, attention. Maybe you were deprived of a full cuddle. But I never got that because I, you know, as far as I was aware, you know, my, my I mean, my parents have always been this, you know. So f- for me, it's never been about that. I don't think, you know, not from not from my memories. Um, but I, but then on the flip side, if you'd have asked me that when I was eighteen, do you think that you you've got a lot of attention? Uh, and and I, and I would have absolutely said um, no, no. And I probably would have said that most through most of my twenties as well. I didn't get enough attention. They didn't fucking love me. Oh no, my parents they were so fucking geared on their jobs and everything else. And <clears throat> I would have probably had that same attitude right the way through, in, until about my last couple of years. And and if you'd have asked me that question at any point in my thirties, I probably would have said the complete opposite to what I'm saying now. And why do I say that? I think that's because of my experience as a father. Um, and, and I'm going through very similar problems as what my parents, I look back and this is where the generational thing comes in, doesn't it? Uh, we absolutely focus on generations and what we pass up and uh, sorry, you know, what we what we pass down to our generations, but also what we do pass back up. Because I know for a fact that my parents have learnt from my parenting. Um, you know, they've, we've had we've had very robust conversations about it, and and the differences, and you know, the little wives, the little wives' tales and stuff that you know your, your mum used to say about getting rid of colic and all that. And you just think now, modern medicine, you're like you're fucking crazy, you know. And it it, it does work. Those modern wives' tales, they work. Otherwise, I wouldn't be talking to you right now because my mother wouldn't have fucking nurtured me to be a forty-one year old absolute fucking loony to with a mental problem and um you know raising a family you know so uh, she's done a great fucking job sterling effort mrs little john (laughs) but i know she has done a sterling job um but that's me being biased obviously because it's me but yeah um, you know it's i think family so i would have said that until recently and then the shit that i've gone through and the stuff that i've spoken to you over the last hundred odd episodes are all based around me and and i I don't really talk much about the parenting side of things but it does have such a massive impact on my mental health because of what's recently happened 
uh, as you know, a very difficult time for our family. Um, in fact, my wife actually said to me today, she's in the car, and um, <clears throat> we were talking about my, <clears throat> excuse me, we were talking about Christmas presents for my uh, for my mother and father and, and, and her mother-in-law. And um, we just happened to have discussions, and I was like, and on, on the same beat, I, I often ask how my daughter is. Now, that sounds like a crazy question, but my daughter's 16 she's not going to open up to me and there'll be some dads over there saying well are you not you're not doing it right fucking no it's just we've got a dynamic in our house i'm the i'm the bad guy i'm the disciplined guy if you like i'm the guy that protects and and i go uh, i i fly off the handle so people can see what the fuck i'm capable of so they hopefully don't push me to that boundary i'm that type of guy you know i'm i'm, I'm a protector i like to protect i don't like people to open up to me because i don't deal with news very well and that's very much in terms of this recent you know what recently happened with my my beautiful daughter and um yeah I've buried my head in the sand and I said to my daughter I said to my wife today when we were coming back from town and she was like she was like um I said oh you know how's Ellie she was like you know yeah she's really good and and she's oh actually she does talk to her um my mum uh, her mum uh every day so uh, her nan um every single day they talk every single day and i think that's a beautiful thing because she just happened to be there when it all was said she became the guardian because we didn't want to be there and hear the full story because my wife couldn't deal with it right now it's something we'll, ha we'll we'll talk about in future she's going to therapy for that and um to be honest if i'd have heard it i know what I, my reaction would have been and i think that most men would have um probably taken the same course as me but what would that have achieved nothing it would have basically i'd already you know as far as i was concerned you know she, the the acts already happened i've already had the devastation i just need to pick up the barriers but if i hear the details that's what resonates in the mind of a man i think um maybe um, it certainly does in my fucking mind anyway and I probably would have it would have ate me up and I would have fucking you know wouldn't I would have probably done something stupid so we took an executive decision or my my mother-in-law stepped in and said she would do the whole bit so you know it, this is where communication comes in and, it, and it's it's absolutely imperative and, and I've, I'm learning that more and more and that's because like I said before then if I'd have looked back then and said oh yeah my parents they didn't love me oh they never there for me oh they never gave me what I fucking wanted and then you think to yourself I'm now a parent and now I'm going through the struggles of trying to find I mean you know I'm, I should be in a financially stable position with the work the, the work or the level I've been in my employment but I'm not it's a, it's a you know, you're raising fucking three daughters that are just, you know, fashion conscious. We've I'm paying for extra therapy. I'm doing everything I can. I'm building a, fa a house around them. So, you know, life is a bit tough. And as I've said to you before in my previous podcast, you know, I'm still enduring the pressures of getting myself in debt when my mental health was at its lowest. So people say to me, oh, you know, and it's very easy. This is how it's easy to sort of look from the outside in and go well you should be fine mate what you're no because people don't realize you can I racked up a considerable debt when I was in my mental health spiral and anybody with uh, mental health problems anyone that's endured depression stress um you know some you know PTSD whatever it may be um you'll all know you chase that endorphin and I talk about it and I spoke about it before in a lengthy podcast because it is true it's very very true you get in you get engulfed in the serotonin boost and that you get from the high of buying something opening it up and then it sits there it gathers dust you lose interest or like me with the ADHD aspect as well I, I get bored very easy 
Um, you know, so I, I, I do activities all the time and then it's like, that's boring, but that costs money. And I was in a point where I was paying £1,500 on a credit card to do wakeboarding. Uh, and I did it for four years in a row. I did, only did it for two years, did it for the third year in the hope that I would do it again and did it for the fourth year because I got suckered in with some people that, you know, I thought that, I thought they liked me. I thought they were part of me. It turns out they've just fucking literally chinned it off. You know, they've chinned me off and that's, that's the way life goes. So I carried on trying to hold on to a high by saying I was going to do wakeboarding, but that was £6,000. And now I didn't get really anything out of that apart from going up and down a cable on water, which I got a lot out of it at the time. Um, you know, and I did learn to backflip and I did and I and all these all these massive bits. But when you're chasing that serotonin high, it's fucking crazy. You'll spend any amount of money to try and make yourself happy. And it's why I still do this thing where I go down the pub and my friends have picked it up for me before. I'll buy people drinks because I'm like, I want them to have an amazing time. I don't want them to be sad. And because I know what it's like to sit there in a bar and be surrounded by people that you think are your friends and they're not. Or be surrounded by people and just not having a good time because you don't really want to be there. But you've spent, you spend money making sure that everyone else around you has a good time. I've always done that. I'll go in and go, yeah, let's have a fucking shot for five minutes of fun. Well, I do that shot with them. It's a massive serotonin boost for me. But that's expensive when you do that. Which is why I don't like going out. Because when I go out, I do that and it costs me money. This is why I, I, I plan everything down to a T. Because I've got to budget for my, for my serotonin levels and where I go. And that's still an addiction that I feel now. That's still an addiction. It, it's a, such, it does sound like such a dirty word, but it's not a dirty word. Whenever you say addiction, you, you automatically think of drugs, and it's not. Addiction can be anything. Um, it can be you can be addicted to whatever you know, something that gives you fucking that serotonin boost, and that's really what you're addicted to. You're not actually addicted to the actual activity. You're you're addicted to you know the 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 feeling that it gives you. The, the high that it gives you, that's what you're addicted to. And that's that's why anything can be an addiction. Christ, I was addicted to um, video game and online. I was number three in the world, um, fucking Battlefield 2. So, you know, that's how much of a geek I was. And that was an addiction to a console that became my life. Now, there's no drugs involved in that. There was just me playing a video game around the fucking world for hours and hours and hours. It took me away from reality. And I did have an addiction because of how it made me feel to get up that leaderboard. And that's very much why I enjoy, um, I enjoy structured, um, I enjoy structures in, a, in an organisation. I like the, the structure because I feel like I'm getting an achievement. So when I was in the military, you know, for instance, I would, every time you jumped up a rank, it was an achievement. It was an extra bit. And I get an addiction to that. I do. I absolutely do. I, I've got an addiction to climbing the ladder and feeling the next challenge and being a success. And then I like the next place so I can make more of a difference. So there is something massive attached to it. But at the same time, it's the serotonin that I'm that I'm absolutely addicted to. And it's that high that you're addicted to. And what it just happens to be, unfortunately, that sometimes that high can be resolved around revolved around, um, you know, drugs or drink. And and again, that's probably down to, uh, I think, 
inherently, and maybe I might be naive in saying this, I don't know, maybe my opinion, but that's a class thing as well. You know, if you've if you've got into a position where you've tried meth, for instance, and I you choose that because, you know, it's probably the most widely known one. However, it's the least one ever used in the UK, which is a good thing. Um, but, you know, if you tried that and you've got that massive high, that's the addiction, you know, and, and it's that's very cheap product to get that addiction. Whereas to do the addiction, say, for instance, like my addiction is to, to strive as a leader, strive as a, and I don't, I don't like the word manager, but I like to be a leader and I strive to do that, build my own team. Um, and I strive for it. I abs- it's my absolute passion. It's what drives me. Is is safety, health, and safety as addictive as as um, sorry as fucking stupid and um, satanic. That's the word I was looking for. As that sounds, I do. I really enjoy safety. I think it's because it's helping people. It it really goes well with my personality. Is is because I get to teach people, which I love doing. I, I get to um, I get to talk about something that's that that's so dynamic it's changing safety it changes every single day and I like breaking down old barriers you know or, or even new barriers I mean old barriers if you go into the workplace and you've got an old timer there that go I don't want to fucking change my process I'd be like dude but and I and I enjoy that because it it makes me it helps me to strive as a person to to educate them into the change and say look this is why we're doing this you know we I know that you you know you're probably fucking around the time that you know asbestos was fucking absolutely i mean they were using i found this out the other day and um that they were using asbestos in the snow scene in wizard of oz um it, it, there's a little snow scene um that you'll see if you, i don't know if you recall the film and this is a little bit of trivia for you a little bit of pub pub trivia um but there's a snow scene in the wizard of oz and um they were throwing uh white snow uh, in the air to make it get to create the snow scene and um, that was pure asbestos they were chucking in the air so you know and now we know how fucking deadly asbestos is um and they were chucking it in the air like a snow scene like wait this is fucking wonderful let's all breathe this in wonderbar <laughs> you know uh, and that's how fucking crazy it is but again was one of those things but so for me communication i digress massively i love digressing sorry but um for me, communication is really important. And that's where I talk about it. I talk about my relationship, you know. I think communication with my children is very hard. As I cast my mind back then and I said, you know, you have a different perspective, perspective when you actually look at life slightly differently. And it's like I know now that my parents did a fucking amazing job. They had the same struggles as what I've got now. There's no different struggle. They still had their finance struggles. My dad still had his struggles to get through. Okay, people can say, oh, well, you're fucking, you know, there was a slightly better cost in terms of cost of living and house prices. I get that. Absolutely. We're feeling the pinch there. Um, you know, but he still faced the same sort of similar challenge on a small scale as a father raising children. And that's where I'm, I'm not talking about the bigger scale here. I understand as a dynamic, everybody has their own challenges in life, depending on where you sit. You know, um, I understand that. But I'm saying he still had the same problems. So and this is where, for me, I think that I can very much relate differently. I, I have a different outlook on life at the moment. I, I really do. And, and I think it's also because my mental health side of things. But communication, 
is is so important. Like I said, it, it guides communication. Guides my friendships. It guides my family. It guides my relationships. Everything. It, it guides all of it. And and sometimes do I divulge too much? I don't know. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. No one's ever said it. But you know. Um, I don't know. It's sometimes you've got to find that, you know, like I said, it's difficult. What, what do you interpret as I need fucking help? But then you've got the other side where now I think, well, what can they do? Do you know what I mean? It's very much like, but I think it's really important to actually do it. I think it really is because by talking about it, you might get that snippet, but it's also acknowledging and and this is where I'm learning about somebody who talks more openly about my feelings and my actions um, I'm a very obscure person. I I, I I do have my own little quirks and my own little traits. And when you cash your mind back, it's like, for, like I said, I had a bit of a difficult weekend this weekend. We had a muddle up with me and my little friendship group. Had a bit of a muddle up. Um, I, I, I'm a very much, I'm not a fluid person. I'm a very much, I'm a planner. I like everything to be planned down to a T. So I know where I'm doing, what I'm doing. I know how much I'm going to roughly spend in that duration. I have to plan. I've got my family. I'm like, okay, well, we're not going out to this. So I have a lot of things to think about. And that stressed me out. Absolutely stressed me out. And it was a bit of a miscommunication. And, and it, it ultimately, it, it meant my plans that we, or the plans where we were all supposed to get together, didn't didn't happen, didn't come to fruition. And that upset me. And it still upset me, which has guided my communication, really, spiel today. Because it's important, that I think, we all communicate. And part of me was like, well, I've got these little quirks, okay? I, 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 I get it. I know I'm difficult. Um, the thing is, I like to pride myself on, yeah, I'm difficult. But when we get there, it'll be a fucking blast, mate. It'll be worth it, I'm telling you. I'd like to, this is why I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a such a social person when I get to there because it's hard it's hard for me to get over these barriers I don't know where these barriers have come from I don't know where the anxiety came from like I said I got stressed I got angry I was fucking like I was I was fucking deleting thing I was like what the fuck I was I was going for all these really crazy scenarios in my head going oh fuck this and I was getting really angry and I and I actually you know I phoned up my friend I was like fuck am I doing what have I done wrong you know I felt like I'd done something wrong and I know it hadn't but that's how much it had affected me because I didn't know what was happening. And it's such a small thing. It's a weird thing when you've got these mental health problems. And they do challenge me. Fuck, I'd love to, you know, I know that we missed out on the night out. I get that. But these mental health challenges are hard work. And that's where I feel then guilty. And I think the communication is so important. I really do. I'm not going to dive into that, but too much that that aspect. But I think it's so important. And, and, And this is where, you know, I have open discussions, like I said, with my wife and I do... I, I am absolutely open saying I'm like this. I am a very needy person. I'm a very open and honest person. And I'm, like I said, I can be very verbal in my communication. But I think it's really important and it's building my relationships. And sometimes there, there is some difficult steps as I'm learning now. I learned this weekend a very difficult step for me. But at the same time, I'm going forward. We are moving forward. And that's the really, really important bit there, is that we're moving forward. I think mental health, when you start, I don't think I'll ever quite get the best way to communicate. I know we've all got our own, you know, our own hang-ups. But for me, I enjoy communicating. I love talking to people. I, I can talk to fucking anybody. And... But I get certain anxieties about certain things. And, and I'm learning. I don't know when... It, my, my social anxiety at the moment seems to be when I'm going out. 
and and I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's a, a trust thing about who I'm going out with. I really don't know. I think, and and that's probably. I think that I say the trust thing is because I've been bitten in the past so many times when I've gone out with people, and I don't know. I I I have to rely on the safety aspect. I have to feel safe with that person, so I can almost let my inhibitions go, relax, and have fun. And that's a little quirk I've I've got. It's it's a frustrating one, but it causes me to have social anxiety. And you know, there's like I said, I'm 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 lucky. I've got a friend of mine that I've known for 29 years that has been through all of it. So I get to I do have that sort of able ability to sort of enjoy the company there but when you stretch that out is when it becomes difficult for me and I don't know why I genuinely it's almost as if then if it's out of my if it's out of my comfort zone I want to plan it down to a T and that's like where my mental health goes and that's where the communication piece for me comes in I'm learning and I mean communication like I said doesn't just revolve around your your relationships it works in it, it physically helps in work and I noticed that communication, that we have massive communication barriers in work and we have massive communication barriers in our relationships. And inherently, a lot of the time, a relationship will break down through poor communication. And, and it has done for me in the past. Relationships, friendships have broken down in the past. I've lost, absolutely lost friendships. Uh, there's quite a few. I'm quite... I just tend to go off, I, I tend to drop off the face of the earth when I've had enough, and I just go, I can't be asked with the fucking drama, and I do just go, I'm fine, I, I am one of these people that, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm fucking raised in the 80s, um, you know, where we didn't have seatbelts, and, uh, you know, your mum and dad were smoking in the fucking Ford, uh, fucking Anglia, or whatever it was, you know what I mean, I was bouncing around in the fucking, I remember sleeping in the footwell of the car, actually, on the way to Scotland, just slept there, listened to the rumble of the noise of the fucking road, um, not the same so I was raised where you know you, you like you don't mind your own company um so yeah so you know and that's where I think that um communication's important understanding the point that it is difficult it is absolutely difficult let me just take I'm just gonna take oh I've got a gin tonight by the way beautiful gin on a Sunday I'm on fucking I'm on Grinch time now so it's in Christmas time we're on the countdown for Christmas how do you all feel I hope you feel I've been up and down like I said my mental health's been a rocky fucking road but I'm feeling excited I'm feeling um I'm starting to get into that festive spirit uh and tomorrow I start fitness in the morning to get my mental health and my physical health back on track but anyway, before we digress into that, um, yeah, so communication, I think, is really important across the board for everything. And like I said, I've lost friendships, I've lost relationships through, through, through poor communication. And, you know, that is where I think I'm learning. I'm adapting and evolving all the time. And I think that, like I said, you know, right down to my, my communication is not shaking a hand now. My communication's cuddling. And then you've got the, the, the verbal communication, open mouth, talking actually getting out your feelings getting out your issues and there's not so much feelings i mean i get this a lot actually when you cascade and people say oh why do why the fuck are you talking about men don't have to talk about their feelings oh you have to be open and not talk it's not just talking about your feelings by being open and honest about your feelings and we're putting feelings in there because that's the bit that everyone seems to be hung up on that you're weak but by actually talking about your feelings, you you may resolve the issue because those feelings is, although that feeling word is attached, it might be a problem. 
You might have a problem with the way your wife or husband or partner, whatever, spoke to you. You might have a problem with that. You may be like, you spoke to me like shit, or you did this, or even your friend. You might, you, mate, you fucking went out last night and you, you fucking left me in town, mate. You just fucked off and left me. And you're like, dude, you know, fucking don't go anywhere, mate. Bros before hoes, as they say. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so I love that old saying. It's a fucking old saying. Sh can't say it anymore. Can't say it anymore. I've probably been. Uh, in fact, there'll be HR fucking on the board to me straight away. Um, but that's where, you know... <laughs> The friendship side of things and the communication, it's, you know, you, you've got to, whatever it may be, if you don't communicate things properly, that's where you lose faith, you lose trust. It may be your parents, maybe your parents have done something and maybe you've, you know, they, they've, they've treated you a certain way that you want to acknowledge and go, you've, you've hurt me. Siblings, maybe. Maybe it's a, a co-worker. Maybe it's a manager. Because you've trapped, because you attach the word talk about your feelings, people get fixated on that feeling word. And it's almost like feeling, feline, I suppose, which is a female cat. I don't know. Maybe it sounds feminine. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why people get stuck up on it. They seem to think it's like a sign of... Um, and it's really weird because I don't want to say what I say what what the interpreter is because of the modern century we're in, and I'm probably going to upset somebody. But they associate it with feminine, as in you know, feeling for by by talking about feelings in a man, you're adding that feminine touch to you. You know, it's almost making you weaker. Now that's a very sexist, ageist, fucking whatever. You know, there's there's so many labels you can put on that. Uh, but inherently, as an inner circle, and I'm talking about the inner circle, the inner sanctum of, of men, that's that's how we do it. Although we don't articulate to other people, unless we're physically on, you know, someone said, oh, talk about your feelings. Oh, you fucking hell, you talk about your feelings, are you, mate? Ooh, you know, that sort of shit. And, you and you you know, you we still give that male bravado, where in actual fact, all we're doing is simultaneously breaking down someone's personality and absolutely fucking ribbing into them. And for my sense and sensibility, I'm, I'm never going to stop doing that, because I actually enjoy the bants i am all about the fucking bants so um i do it but at the same time as a mental health sufferer as a diversity and inclusion advisor as a well-being supporter somebody that tries to actively talk cascade chat be open and honest person representative saying that i'm going through these challenges but by doing this is this, this and this we we better ourselves and if we can remove the stigma away from the word feeling and that and i think that for me inherently and i and, and i'm not saying that i'm in a butch zone but you know i am x x forces i'm xraf and and i was raised by army in, in, in that sense of the army feelings my dad's been army all his life my brother's been army most of his life you know so and i've always always been around army navy or um air force people that's been my people that i used to hang around with because i had mates in all sorts of we were talking about this last night my friend actually and um and we've all had mates in those areas a lot of my very good friends are either ex-military or still serving so for me that is the banter and i think it's because i can it's very relatable there's not a lot of uh, lines that you can cross too hard within that when you talk around those particular men as a group so but because i've been around those groups that's inherently where the the word feelings is like you don't fucking talk about your feelings mate you you suck at a buttercup you get the fuck on with it 
If you can remove that word fucking feelings, although it is encapsulated in the word communication about problems, because problems then makes it sound like it's a difficult word. Talk about your problems. Why? Why are they fucking problems, mate? And it might be something simple as, like I said, maybe, I mean, like I said, I'm, I, I'm a very open and honest person. And if someone upsets me, if someone doesn't do, uh, you know, that sounds really fucking jack. I'm not going to. I'm not going to carry that conversation on, but no, I don't like that. But it, but I am a very. I I like things done in 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 a way for me. I am a very um you know straightforward say it as it is type of guy. You know um, and if someone upsets me, I prefer to talk about things and explain what my problems are because that shows worth in them. If I'm willing to talk openly about what's happened and actually save a relationship, save a friendship and not just do what we do where this inherent, I don't know, it's a fucking crazy thing. This this new generation, they, they call it ghosting, where they don't talk about the problems. They just leave people mentally fucking scarred. They just block and move on, block and move on, block and move on. That's what they fucking do. It's crazy shit, mate. Honestly, the bonkers shit that you do nowadays, whereas, you know, and although you, I, I say about friendship, and I have said about this, and I will caveat that, I try to fight my own battles whilst I, whilst I talk to you. Yeah, absolutely, get rid of the wrong people. Maybe you were the wrong people, but these are, to, these are people you've had friendships with and relationships with, but, you know, and they just, but there's no closure. Whereas even when I've removed friends, if they've ever opened a conversation with me, or it's ever come apparent, I would be open and honest with them. And I'd be like, no, it'd be, we didn't hardly talk, mate. We weren't interacting with each other socially. So I just whittled it down, mate, because I felt like you were there and you weren't there. Um, and it's and it's a, it's a bit of a selfish way of dealing with it. And I very much think that I've, I'm adapting slightly as I, as I grasp my mental health. But because I've got rid of all the people, I understood who was really there for me. And that was, I think, an exercise, like a little desktop, desktop, desktop exercise. Um, that was me rewinding, by the way. Um, of kind of seeing who cared by removing people who came back. And for me, that was, I don't know, a very selfish way of doing it. But it, it was a way of being able to deal with my mental health as a cut and shut. As in, get it fucking done. Whereas... I'm now finding that people will come and people will go and there will be a memory in your life that you you should cherish. So I get it. I absolutely get it. I'm learning all the time through mental health. And I don't think that it's it's one thing that we can ever really stamp out. I don't think because I think mental health evolves with the times, doesn't it? Um, but uh, but I am learning. And I think that for me, if I if I'm open and honest and I'm having an open conversation with you I think our relationship or friendship is worth talking about um, and worth battling out those problems so that they don't happen again because otherwise you go into a point where we are naturally like this as human beings where nobody will say something and then we just move on and we just that's it done and dusted and I've done that I, 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 I still cast my mind back to a year ago when I really started to I really wanted to carry on talking to a very good friend of mine um, who I worked with, uh, and we were still good friends, and and we just lost touch with each other. Well, he just 
stop talking to me and I still don't know why to this day and it and and it, that's the closure I didn't get that's that ghosting aspect because I messaged him saying look I'm fine if you want to mate just explain to me what I've done wrong and that's that closure and I and, and inherently I think that's what I mean by ghosting actually because the people that I know that have got there and this is that communication piece that all ties in is like I said it, they don't know why you've done it if you were you know it's almost like I spoke to uh, one of my friends and he was like oh yeah ghosted her and um I was, no, he was ghosted. Sorry, and I and I said, "All right." He said, "But do you know what? If she, if all, I, if she'd have said to me, yeah, you were a good shag, or you were a shit shag, and you know, uh, you're you were a shit Chris, or your fucking breath was honking, I, didn't, I wasn't interested. Then you could get closure on it. If, if you know, oh, you've got a bit of a shit personality. I was drunk. It was a one night stand. I would prefer to hear that truth. So knowing, like, right, okay, I've got fucking gingivitis. So I need to get down the fucking dentist. Or do you know what I mean? She's like, oh, you haven't got a fit body. Okay, well. That's your opinion, so you know I, I'll carry on there. But you know, whatever it might be, there might be something you can have a quick fix with. You think, oh, okay, then if you're shit in bed, you're like, well, there's nothing you can do about it, mate. You've got to get yourself knocked up, start watching some fucking or reading some magazines or something. But it gives you the ability to grow, and this is where I tie it in with my little understanding of of leadership. Is because leadership's very much like that. It's it gives you the ability to grow, so you learn from people's mistakes. You learn from your own mistakes. And that is all a beautiful thing wrapped up there because that's what we do with mental health. We are constantly learning from our mistakes. You make a mistake, we all make mistakes. Christ, we are human beings. If you're not making mistakes, then you are not living life. That's And that's the fucking point of it. I, I, I'll be honest with you. If you're not making mistakes, you're not having fun. I mean, we all know, and this is where I caveat this with, can I put my little safety spin on it and understand that there's, put, there, there's things in life that we know we shouldn't do. So that's not a mistake. There's some, some things we shouldn't do. You know the laws. You know the law of the land. We abide by those laws because then it keeps us all safe. What I'm talking about here is if you're not pushing yourself in your relationship by ex constantly evolving, if you're not constantly triaging your, your life to make sure that you're happy and looking after yourself, if you're not pushing yourself in work, if you're not pushing your children to... And I, I mean... Let them live their life, but there's always a caveat in there. Fucking caveats everywhere, mate. Um, but if you're not pushing yourself, then you're not having... If you're not going, oh, do you know what? I'm going to go and try that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. If you're not doing that, you're not enjoying life. You're staying stagnant. And this is what inherently a lot of our problems is with our mental health. Because we don't feel challenged. We don't feel like we're being pushed. We're not pushing ourselves. And that's the important bit. And all of this is incorporated. It's, we're coming, we, I mean, we're at the close now of the, the year. I've almost been doing this a year. And I'm super proud of that, actually. Uh, I, I really am. Because I read a little article that most podcasts um, fail at 50. They, they don't go on. They, go, they, they, they don't get listeners. I'm still getting listeners now. So, and that's like so humbling. Because it's nice to know that I'm helping somebody, actually. Because, uh, you know, like I said before, you know, it, it is... 
I want to help people. I, I really do. I want to make sure that people know that it's okay to have these thoughts, but don't let them rule your life. Um, it's okay to constantly challenge yourself. It's it's good to look and incorporate well-being things into your everyday life. And I'm talking about the simplicity of making sure you get the steps you need, getting some steps in, getting out the house to stop you from being too much of an introvert where you shut yourself away. Challenge yourself in work, push for the next promotion, or at least give yourself something to focus on, a project, something like that. And once you focus on a project, that will give you a, it gives you a goal. Everything needs a goal. I cast my mind back to my doctor who said to me three years ago, what's your goal, James? I said, I don't fucking know. You tell me. He's like, no, you need a goal. You're a man. You need a goal. And I wouldn't say man needs a goal. I mean, people need goals. Do you want to be something? Do you want to go somewhere? If you haven't, you will constantly live in that house, in that area for the rest of your life. You will never push yourself if you don't break the barriers, if you don't communicate, network, etc., etc. But opening communications might be able to give you the closure that it needs. Maybe it will give you that final, yes, I agree. Let's do this. Thank you. Great point in our lives. Let's move apart, whatever it may be. But communication is so important across the board. And I think we all need it, especially if someone requests it. Get that communication out. It's all about that. That's a, you know, all of these things around mental health are so important. And that's where... And, and that's ultimately where I struggle is that communication point. And, and I, I close barriers down and, and, I, and I bring barriers up in other places. I do all the good stuff that I can. But at the same time, it's, there is negative effects to it. There is. And, and that, I, I see my personal, as I've evolved in my mental health, I see ups and I see downs. And that's inherently what we're going to do. It's what we're going to feel. We're going to feel those ups. We're going to feel those downs. We all are together. It's really important that we keep focused, though. Really, really, really important that we keep focused. Like I said, we come to the end of the year. I've had an absolutely fantastic. I'm hitting 140 on the episodes. I'm loving it. I think I'm helping. I hope I'm helping. I'm fucking struggling. I, Christ the fucking live. You know, like I said, I spoke to seven people the other day and I said to them, I'm fucking struggling. And that was the, the day of the anxiety attack. Um, and I am. I, I genuinely am. I'm struggling. I, I, I But... I've got to keep focused. I've got to keep focused for the right people. Like I said, we adapt, we overcome. This is a tough time, cost of living crisis. We're all feeling a little bit of the pinch. We're all trying to better ourselves. There's a lot of uncertainty in life at the moment. But we're looking after ourselves. We're staying together. We're opening up. We get these glitches in life. We must just push them aside. If you get a glitch, if you've made a mistake then take that as a learning point. Let's move, let's adapt, let's overcome, let's make sure that doesn't happen again. That is the most important bit, is making sure you learn from your mistakes. If you know it's wrong, then don't do it. Then try to get out of it. Do whatever you need to do to get out of that situation. Look for help, look for support, reach out, communicate. That is what we need to do. That is what is missing in a lot of things in life is just the really fundamental basics of communication. And I see that we've all got different aspects in life. We look at things different ways. But if you don't communicate, then everybody will be against you. You will sit there and you will procrastinate on all the bad things that are happening. You will overthink 
processes and problems and make so you'll make scenarios up you'll sit there in your own and you'll make scenarios up. christ i've done it i've sat here and gone this is going to happen blah 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 and i've completely fucking lost it and then the, it transpires when you're when you do eventually get forced into that situation for conversation that nothing happens and they say that the more you, nothing bad is going to happen unless you go out and do something fucking criminal, criminal, like a criminal activity, then you're going to try something, have fun, enjoy things. That is the most, get that communication barrier. Maybe you've got a problem in your household. Maybe you've got a problem in a friendship or something you don't know. There's a blocker up. Communicate to get that blocker down. Let's break these barriers. And I think that is one thing I'm going to absolutely focus on in 2023, soon to be, is the communication side of things. Get that communication dialed in. And I think that's really important. As we look at somewhere we want to improve, and I don't call it a New Year's you know, resolution, it's an improvement on ourselves. If I know there's an area where I'm not very good, I'm going to continue to improve. I'm going to, I'm going to look at trying to develop myself. So that I can be a better person. I can not get as angry. I don't want to get as angry. I don't want to get as confrontational next year. I want to dial that in. I want to communicate better. Look at life in a slightly different way. And maybe my communication is a little bit off balance. Maybe I'm a little bit too assertive. Maybe my expectations are too high. I don't know. But then I will communicate to find out if that is indeed the fact. Because the communication will help me develop as a person. And that's where we talk about... I, one thing I did on a little seminar the other week. 180 reporting is absolutely imperative. To, if you can take it as a, you know, as a person f and, and genuinely want to hear the honest truth, it works. And sometimes, I mean, I can be pretty fucking cutting. There'll be someone that said to me, um, you know, what do you think of me? And then I'd turn around and I'd fucking probably obliterate them and go, um, I meant... I meant in that little bit, mate. <laughs> you know, like the cup of tea, I said. Not what do you think of me? The cup of tea. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm that sort of person. Anyway, I'm going to talk fucking bollocks now, so I'm not going to I'm not going to go on. Um, everyone's probably thinking, fucking hell, you already on. You already have, mate. You've you've diverted all over the place. We've done some rabbit warrens and stuff. Um, but I've enjoyed it. I've absolutely fucking enjoyed it. I really have, because it's got me back up. Like I said. I like talking. I like being open and honest. I'm a fucking difficult one to read. I'm understanding myself all the time. And to be perfectly honest, you should be trying to understand yourself. I think it's, like I said to you, it starts with you. You need to make the decisions. You need to make the right call. You need to, if you, you know, if you're going to be this person that's going to support, try and be supportive. If you're going to be the one that needs support, reach out to get support actively make an effort in your own life we're all going to make mistakes christ what i think is what i think is is a problem you know it might be a problem to the if there was three people if there was three people in a line and you all gave them the same problem i guarantee they'd all have different pressures from that problem if they if they were all from different backgrounds and you said there you go have that There'll be ones that be stressing about it fucking 90 millions time, you know, like proper stressing out, fucking depression, like I can't do this, world's collapsing in, how am I going to fucking find the money, well, the time, and there'll be the guy in the middle that sits there, and he's going to goes, 
fucking, I don't really fucking care, mate. Do whatever you want. Yeah, I don't really give a shit. It'll sit there, whatever it'll be. Whatever that problem is, I don't give a shit about it. He'll go fucking control A, fucking all, delete. And he'll fucking move on and he won't get past that. And then you get the little guy in the middle that has like, I think it's like me. I don't get stressed too much, but I get stressed in certain situations. And it's like that middle ground. I like the challenge, but at the same time, the challenge can sometimes get a little bit too much and I get a bit stressed. And it's normally about the situations that I can't control that I get stressed about. That's a personal, personal thing. And we're always, always evolving. I'm always learning. I have to, because that's the only way I'm going to overcome this, um, is, the, is these mental health battles. And it's ups and downs all the time. Even, like I said, I've sat down with my wife and she said, you've buried your head in the sand. And I went, yes. And she went, you know, I know why you're doing it and 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 I and and that's all she said is is I know why you're doing it because I'm I would go batshit crazy if I genuinely thought about it I don't think I'd be able to function if I'm if I'm honest and that's something I'm learning about myself and at the same time you know like I said I got a phone call from my dad yesterday he rung me and he said you know where have you been I've, I haven't heard from you for over a week you know I haven't seen you on online in work it's like you dropped off the face of the earth and the earth was flat and I said, well, the earth is flat. Uh, and I was on the Mary Celeste. And he went, oh, okay. That's how that conversation went. But he said to me, he dropped off. I said, no, I just, I've, I've, I, I'm going into a bit of a fucking horrible place. But I'm trying to manage it by continuing with my reflection. Here I am, people. I'm chirping onto you. And, um, you know, and just trying to manage it. It's, it's difficult because things are stressing me out. But this is where we learn. We adapt. You can do this. This is where I say to you, fucking get out there. Try new things. Find new friendships. Reach out to people. We, you don't have to sit and suffer in silence. You absolutely don't. You can sit there, open, honest, talk to people, get your get your problems out there. Problem shared is a problemed half. Problem halved. That's why I should have said that. Um, so, and that's really important. And I see a lot of these problems. I see a lot. I've I've been watching TikTok recently because, I, I, as you know, I do a couple of TikToks uh, to try and motivate people. And um, I've seen a lot of problems on TikTok with just absolute mental what people are going through. And, and, and I understand that. And it's, it's, it's difficult. I saw some woman actually that said she was posting on TikTok. She was just doing a bit of fun and, and she got barraged with the fact that she was an ugly troll. They said she was an ugly troll. And I was like, fucking hell. She's just literally just trying to jump on a bit of social media and everybody's gone. Fucking here we are, mate. <laughs> One for the fucking bait. She's a trollop. <laughs> And I went, read the comments and I was like, fucking hell. You know, this is just somebody that's at home trying to boost themselves a little bit, probably post some videos, maybe get out a little bit of their own frustration and maybe they're a bit lonely at home and this is the way to interact. It's certainly how I started this process. I started this process because I wanted to talk about my problems without actually having someone to talk back to me. I'm just how I wanted to talk to you about how I battle things and fucking shit I've gone through and stuff you go through as a fucking parent, you know, your challenges of where's the you know, you know is the paycheck going to cover it? Do I get another curveball? I've got three girls for fuck's sake, you know, you 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 end up buying all sorts of fucking stuff for girls you don't even realize, you know. At least when I was a boy I was shampoo and conditioner at best. Even then it's a 5 in 1, you know, for for my shampoo, it does everything, hair, ears, balls, sack, crack, you fucking you name it. Um I've got one one lotion does the fucking lot. I don't need all this other shit. Um but that other shit it costs a lot of money. <laughs> so 
these are mental health challenges that we don't expect. You know, we we don't we we can't we can't predict. You know, and uh, when you're going through cost of living, there's all you guys and you're out there listening, guys and girls, whoever's listening. You know, um, you're all facing your own battles. Absolutely. And I choose I chose this platform to talk about mine because it helps me because I don't get that that opinion back and sometimes it's it, it, you know sometimes that's an easy way of dealing with it not worrying about the opinion coming back but at the same time I'm divulging all the information of learning parameters things that help me that may help you worth a fucking try in it you know it's we're all in it together so um in it and in it I said that in two different references meaning two different things one was a gangster one was fucking actual english um that goes to show I'm multi fucking diverse person I am. So it's important. It's absolutely important that we communicate. And, and, and I think that is the fundamental takeaway from today. Communication. Because you may be struggling. It's coming to Christmas. We don't want you lonely. Nobody should be lonely at Christmas. We don't want you there. So you need to be open and honest. You need to talk about your what your issues are go and see someone help get help if you need help absolutely look at yourself over this christmas period reflect on yourself this christmas period give yourself something to focus on next year that's what i did i went fuck this i'm i'm not going to be suicidal anymore i have fucking had enough of this this is crippling me and it does i've even gone through that battle the last couple of weeks, I've just gone, fuck this. I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want this rat race of life. But it's, it's worth it. <laughs> I know it's worth it. But I want to keep grabbing that. I'm trying to keep evolve, evolving in my own personality. And you can do that. Give yourself that focus next year. I am going to do this. I am not going to ask anybody to do it with me. I'm not going to ask anybody to support me. Do it for you. And I don't mean that you can obviously get support if you want. And sometimes if, you know, if you wanted to fucking bench press, you know, a thousand kilograms, you're going to need some support with that. So absolutely get some support if that was your challenge. But I'm talking about yourself. Look inwardly. Is there something you want to focus on next year? Look at this next couple of weeks. Reflect on yourself heavily and then go to yourself. Do you know what? Next year, I don't communicate well enough or I don't do enough of this or I don't do enough of that or I'm going to learn this. I'm going to fucking progress forward and do that. Pick, give yourself that focus next year. But think about it over this next couple of weeks, over your Christmas time off, or whatever time you have off over Christmas, whether it's just Christmas Day, uh, depending on obviously your religion, etc., etc. Um, if you get time off over this next couple of weeks, reflect on yourself. Give yourself that focus. Something to... Something to... I went... I was spitting everywhere. I was going to say better, but it wasn't better because I instantly went, <laughs> sucked the better word in because I went, no, because we don't want to constantly better ourselves because that's making it sound like that we're, we're poor to start with, isn't it? So mental health and fucking well-being, James. We're trying to um, develop ourselves. That's the word I'm looking for. So we're constantly looking to develop ourselves. So look at where you want to develop next year. Look at that. And then say, I'm going to develop my relationship. I'm going to develop this friendship. Or I'm going to develop that friendship. Or I'm going to develop my friendship or relationship with my mother, father, whatever, brother, sister, whatever it may be. It Develop it. Give yourself that development point next year. Give it. Make sure it's a challenge for you in the sense that it is something worth developing for. Give yourself that end goal. 
we do this a lot in work, don't we? Well, some of us do, some of us don't. I do. I give myself that that goal and make sure that what, I, what I, I'm going to do has an achievable outcome or a measurable outcome. And I think that that's what you want to do. Because if you, if you give yourself something, a measurable outcome, like next year I'm going to develop myself in communication skills, the development outcome would that be was I'm going to build better relationships, better friendships, I'm going to build up my confidence, I'm going to be a better... I'm going to be a better person in society because I can actually communicate myself properly. I can articulate myself properly. And all of the little things fall in with communication. It's not that easy. I'm not going to fucking say, I'm not going to lie to you. But that is the crux of it. That's how it can be measurable. So making yourself measurable. I'm going to use my phone less. Measurable because you're going to fucking physically see it. I'm going to use my phone more to talk to people and have conversations rather than just text message. These are all development points that we can do to improve our mental health and well-being. I'm going to absolutely develop myself by making sure that I do 5,000 steps every single day. Making sure. Guaranteed. Does not matter. It's achievable and measurable. These are what you need to make sure you do. Make sure it's achievable and measurable. Give yourself that reflection time over the next couple of weeks to look at yourself and give yourself something to focus on. I'm going to leave it there because I said that 10 minutes ago and I know that everybody picks me up on that point, but I just get excited. I don't want to close down too early. Um, But thank you for listening. I look forward to talking to you. I'm going to do something on the build-up to Christmas because we are getting there now. I want to do some exciting mental health stuff. I don't know what yet. I'm going to have a little think, but we'll see how we get there. Um, But thanks for listening. Uh, I hope you're taking care of yourself. I hope you're all excited about Christmas. Um, If not, get excited, please. And um, I look forward to talking to you over Christmas. So take care, everybody, and I'll speak to you all soon.